Welcome to Totes Recall, the podcast where we talk about a movie we don't remember or can't remember or refuse to remember very well. <laughs> we push pause on the recording, eat two pizzas, two salads. Thank you, patrons. Watch the movie. Come back. <laughs> unstop the recording. That means we are recording again. <laughs> a second half of the show continues with more talking. It's a podcast. Strap in. <laughs> Now we know more about the movie and we're talking about it. My name is Dan. Yeehaw! This is Molly. Wow! It's also Dan. And I'm Beth. And our movie, this very special second annual Netvember episode, is Sneakers. Oh! Oh, Great choice. Thank you. I forgot all about it. We all chose it together, (laughs) and half of us remembered what it was tonight. Uh, That's true. A movie that I have seen, no mm-hmm. big deal, multiple times, also no big deal. Uh-huh. Uh, not in theaters, no idea when it came out, probably 93. Oh, wow. Bold bet, right out of the gate. I have yeah. also seen this movie, no big deal. I saw it in theaters. Does not guarantee I will have timing on it, although early 90s feels right. There's an answering machine in it. So that narrows it down a little bit. But I don't know if the internet is a thing. It's yep. got to be right because they're sneaking. They're sneaking. Well, why do they need the internet to sneak? They're uh, hackers. It's November. They're a sneaky hacker. There's got to be some Are we net sure or do we just assume there's nets in it? I, well, I mean. It's got to be. We chose it because we thought there was. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go 95. And we got a bit of a ticking clock. We got a oh, ticking before his Maybe time. Maybe 97. Star in this. What? Maybe 97. Wow. I don't know. River Phoenix is in it. Yep, that's who I'm talking about. Mm. Yeah. And I don't know when he passed. He wasn't alive in 97? Wasn't he? I don't know. I wrote 95 already, Molly, so you can stop I don't know what this movie is. (laughs) I don't remember. (laughs) I don't remember if I've seen it. Oh, wow. But I'm going to boldly say 1991. (laughs) Who is in this movie? River Phoenix. Mm -hmm. Beth, do you want to... Place a bet before Dan shouts questions. Uh, yes. I'll say <laughs> 90, 90. That should be like the starting <laughs> opening question for every episode. Beth and Dan, do I infer that you have not seen this? Neither of you have I seen this? I honestly movie? don't know. I don't, I have no idea what this is. Okay. Do I you, mean, I know it, there's hackers involved. Here's okay. what's happening right now. Okay. I think... This I my brain thinks this is a movie that a movie I'm thinking of is the sequel of, but I don't know if wow sequel. So it probably means I'm thinking of a different movie. I don't. Mm. I think this lives in a universe alone. Okay. Do you want to uh, take a crack at uh, sponsorship pending by some union strong organization? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, totes pre call sixty second pre summary name Absolutely. also pending. We'll figure it out someday. <laughs> yes. Molly yeah. is making body language implying she's going to be the timer and I will it. be the master of ceremonies. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> and Molly, when you are ready, you may tell them to go. Oh my God. Go. We open on a computer. 
It's the early 90s. Uh, someone's hacking away. It might be River Phoenix. Um, 10 seconds. There, there's something bad happening. They have to... Ha- I, don't, I don't know. There's sneakers involved. Are they shoes <laughs> oh. or are they sneaking around? Uh, Gene Hackman is in it. Wow. Because he's that. Because he is... A sneakster. He he. he says, Thirty seconds. Oh, I'm from the government, and we need you, young computer man, to help us sneak. And uh, they sneak around. There's some bad guys. The bad guys come out of the computer, not through the computer, <laughs> oh, but like you know, awesome. like they are no longer on. The <laughs> like they were chatting on the computer. Yeah, now they're real. Seconds. Seconds. They're attacking them. Oh, the, uh, it turns out there's a Russian super spy <laughs> from uh, Russia. Time. And they win. <laughs> Not the Russians. America wins. America you wins. say number one. America, America wins. That. They weren't in the computer. Wait, but it was they like were, Tron? No, that's what <laughs> I, I know what you were I know what you were saying. Like they, you know, they're kind of they battling it out. Yeah, on the, the computer. computer. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it's like real life things. We have like, tracked them down like through hacking. Like a car like yeah. swerves at them in yeah, the middle totally. of the road. Hmm. Okay. Hacker. I cannot remember any, I, I know it's like an ensemble cast, right? What movie am I thinking? Oh yeah, I know. got it. You ready? Cloak and Dagger. Yeah. A certain, uh, Double horse riding Southern gentleman is in this movie. What? Robert Redford, oh, yeah. Ribby Rodford, River Rodford is the head sneaker. Oh, awesome! Okay. okay, he heads up the sneak gang. Yes, mm-hmm. and his sneak gang involves River Phoenix, as yep. we said. Yep. Dan Aykroyd. Wow. <sighs> okay, now well, these are totally all stars. Yeah, <laughs> I'm probably a woman. So confused. <laughs> Um, and then there is an antagonist who is also quite the star that maybe I'll save Please the movie do. to reveal because I feel like there's a big reveal of that. Mm-hmm. Here's what's happening. In my head, I'm like, is Dan Aykroyd in this? But I'm still thinking of a different movie that has <laughs> Emilio Estevez in it. Oh, I don't think Emilio Estevez is in this. I think oh. River I'm Phoenix is a young man. guy. I don't know. Well. Is Dan Aykroyd in both movies? I want to say, oh, I want to say like the... Who's the guy in the Lethal Weapon movies who's not Mel Gibson? Oh, Danny uh, Glover? Silverado. Yeah. yeah. I think Danny Glover's in this movie. Okay. Mm. I'm betting it, Danny okay, Glover. Great. Okay, great. I'll bet. Yeah. I only remember one scene, okay. and I remember it very well, Um, but it's got kind of a reveal in it, so I'm not going to describe <laughs> it. Okay. Uh, but I also know there's one character who's blind. Okay. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know who that's played by, uh, but yeah, the main thing, I think the main reason I saw it was because of River Phoenix. Because, because he was so he's dreamy. So dreamy. He's a hunk. Yeah. Oh. He's like the cool young guy. It's a lot of, there's a lot of fast talking, okay. good chemistry in this movie. Mm-hmm. Right. There's a scene where River Phoenix is like up in some duct work. Okay. And he's on like a headset and they're like. Having he's like pre Ocean's Eleven. So he's this like the is Matt a heist Damon. Movie? Right. Yes, they're oh. like hackers for hire. Okay, sneaking hacking. What are they heisting? Don't know. Okay, Dan Aykroyd's maybe the driver. I think at one point he rams a van into something. Great, and it's like chaotic. But we felt so confident that people would remember this movie that we picked it for Netvember. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So there are. I do feel like this is kind of like a niche cult classic favorite right 
I think so. I remember like watching this movie, loving it, and then feeling cool that I knew about and mm-hmm. liked this movie. It was uh-huh. poorly marketed. Mm. Not a lot of people saw it when it was in theaters, even though it's a good movie. Yeah. I think the poster is like all the stars' heads getting gradually smaller. Yeah. Like in a big triangle shape. Yeah. And then like some hacky thing down in the corner. <laughs> sure. Like a computer or See, I'm losing my mind because that also sounds familiar. So that must be why my brain's like, oh, is Dan Aykroyd in this? Because I must have seen the poster at yeah. some point mm. and been like, hey, there's Dan Aykroyd's head in a series of shrinking heads. Yeah. But I have no other memory of this movie. Wow. Well, I hope that the cult that follows this movie is not just Dan and I. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. What if no one else knows about this movie? Whoa, it's wow. like the Mandala effect, except there's two people who are like, no, this like, definitely happened. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Shazam. Is that the one? Shazneaker. Shazneaker. Yep. Uh, Shazam yeah, is the Shazam. one that only Beth thinks exists. Yeah. Oh, got it. No, that's the... Right? Which one's the real one? Kazam's the Shaq one, Kazam. Right? Yeah, that's the Shaq yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. So Shazam, yeah. starring Sinbad, Sinbad. Yeah. It exists. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Here's the thing about that. Uh-huh. I, I feel like I've talked about this on the podcast before. Is that I remember that movie and I l- was listening to a podcast where they were talking about Kazam, mm-hmm. the one that is real. Yes. Yeah. And as they were describing it, I was like, Shaq's not in that. It's Sinbad. And then I looked it up and other people remember that movie being called Shazam uh-huh. with Sinbad in it. Well, so it wasn't like a thing where I like saw Sinbad and I was like, yeah, I remember that movie. It was like I confirmed it with the Internet, the Internet. Yes. So mm-hmm. that's what makes it weird. Yes, it is. Yeah. weird. Otherwise, it wouldn't be so weird. Well, it's just like the Bernstein bear thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't even remember what's up with that, but I remember there's something to it. It's just it's different spelling. Stain Stain. Oh, Bernstein bears. Yeah. That one feels like. A pretty weak Mandela effect. What yeah. it's like? Oh, you re- you, you read remembered it wrong, or like who cares? Yeah, you remembered it with yeah standard spelling. <laughs> oh, yeah, and or it's like spelled differently. The most popular place to get cheese curds at the Minnesota State Fair uh-huh. is the Mouse Trap, which has adorable little icon of a little mouse. Mm-hmm. It is in fact called the Mouth Trap. Ew. Which is so gross That's that gross. no wonder we all override it in our brains. Does but it still have a mouse trap? It's a little mouse. It's called Mouth Trap and it's got a picture of a mouse. I know. <laughs> it's about cheese. It and mice love cheese. With cheese. Or is your mouth the trap for the cheese? Your mouth is the trap for the cheese. Yeah. That's right. You're right. That makes more sense. But then, really, the mouse shouldn't get involved. The point is, anyone wants to think about their mouth. Being well, this trapped. is the same thing as like a pig no chef running a barbecue. No one wants to think about your uh, mouth. Yeah. It's all chaos. Yeah. And mice. I don't want to think about a mouse. Oh, then it feels like I'm trapping a mouse in my mouth. That's right. right. That's what I'm saying. You. Yeah. Very popular. Excellent cheese. But curves. no, you would put the cheese. Is there a representative <laughs> in your mouth. mouth? And then the mouse would come. Like- ah! <laughs> and you trap them both. Yeah. Dan, Lyndon, are you okay? Oh, like that song. What? The I'm lady- going hungry. No, the lady that swallows a fly oh, and then yeah. she swallows a oh, yeah. frog to get the whatever and then she swallows a something to get the blah. It's about the environment. And then she swallows whatever and then blah, blah, blah. And the Muppets did a great version of it. Okay, moving on. Check it out. Muppets.com? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, probably. The movie Sneakers is a movie in which sneakers are sneaking. They are trying to heist something that is valuable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are they heisting from the government? Are they heisting for the government? 
I think they end up heisting from like a tech maniac. Aha. Uh-huh. Mm. Tech maniac? I wonder how yeah. much this is going to feel like Ocean's Eleven. Somewhat. I think it is. I feel like it's going to feel like a... Pre- Molly's bet... I'm going to be watching for Ocean's Eleven. Like they're wow. going to be like super cool and self-satisfied with themselves? Yeah. Well, not, I mean, no one's that self-satisfied. Wow. Is Robbie Robert in the Ocean's movie too? Which no. one? No. no. Robbie Rob? Ribby Rob. Ribby Robert. No. Oh, okay. Robert Redford. No. No, no, no. no it's okay. Brad Pitt. Yeah. And George Clooney's. Yes. Brad Pitt's and the lots one of other people. you assume you'd, he'd associate with Robert Redford? I don't know. I it's like so. Robert well, Redford's got like... He's like, way closer in He's got Clooney to, uh, classiness sure. with with Brad Pitt blonde hair. Wow. <laughs> he's the blonde Clooney. <laughs> so you're saying George yeah, Clooney and Brad Pitt Brown, smushed Brown, together is yeah. Ribby Rodford. Yeah. Okay. It's just like if you yeah. took Cary Grant uh-huh. and Humphrey Bogart. I'm listening. Okay. And you put them together, uh-huh. you would also get Robert Redford. Oh, I don't oh. know. Well, I don't know. You could that. put Ginger Rogers and uh-huh. Fred Astaire together. Yeah. You still get Robert Redford. Get Robert Redford. <laughs> oh, so you're saying Robert Redford is the gestalt of every famous pair. <laughs> yes. Uh huh. Wow. Yep. Amazing. The ultimate actor. That's why he's so good. Mm-hmm. He's so good. And that's why he needs two horses. That's oh, right. sure. It's, that's right. Brain. <laughs> it's like in Pacific Rim where they need two people to complete oh, yeah. the oh, link. Pacific Rim was so long. But here's Probably. the thing, though. My <laughs> trouble is I just tune out when things start fighting. Mm-hmm. So that wasn't a good choice for me, even though I respect it and I respect people who like that movie. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Sure you do. Sneakers. Who, who do we do? We think two two part question. Okay. Do we think I'm right that there's a woman on the team and three part question? Do who <laughs> is that woman? And does she talk to another woman? Okay. Oh. I believe there is another woman involved somehow. I don't remember if she's on the team. Or if she somehow just gets roped into this yeah. business. You just answered a Robert Redford equivalent of the questions he asked. Yeah. I just merged them together? Yeah. yeah. I want to say Sigourney Weaver, but I think I'm oh, dreamcasting. Cool. You're dreamcasting. You got to be. Yeah. It's too good. That's too Is good. It? They it's it's got Robert Redford in it. it. If it's like Ocean's Eleven, there are no other women on the team. That's right. There's just maybe some love interest that gets to walk across the room like in a dress. Julia Roberts shows up. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I, she definitely doesn't talk to another woman. I'm going to say no on the Bechdel-Wallace test. I think it won't pass, but I would be so happy to be proven wrong. I'm going to say there is a woman on the heist team, and there's a woman who works with a tech maniac, and they wow. fight because that's how the rules, wow. that's the rules of movies. Yeah. I don't think there's a lot of fisticuffs, but I like Well, but they, like, like they have maybe a, a, a battle of wits. Oh, wits yeah. battle. It's like more a of a thriller. Thriller heist? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Is this, really nice. is this like a comed- comedic heist? Uh, I think it's there's some comedy and mm. just everybody's so charming, but sure. I think it's mostly a thrilling heist. Yeah. How many people are on this heist team? Do you think five, five. or six? Five. Small team. No, Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. River Phoenix. Yeah. A woman. Donald. Dan. Danny Billy. Glover. Danny Glover. Great. Donald Glover's really messed with my Glover game. <laughs> Crispin Glover. What if he was in this? That would be cool. But who is the actor who plays the blind guy? Oh, blind guy. That's six. Yeah. That's your answer? Yeah. Your answer to who's the actor who plays the blind guy is a blind guy. (laughs) I don't know. He's not a blind guy, probably. He's older. Harry Dean Stanton. And is it ableist to say blind guy? I don't know. Probably. Visually impaired. I don't know. I don't know. We are dummies. Yeah, we are dummies. Feel free to tweet at us and say, Hey, dummies. Stop it. Here's the most preferred preferred term right now. 
Yep. yep. That's the hashtag. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I will be interested to see who that actor is. I'll be interested yeah. to see who all the actors are and what this movie is about. It yeah, sounds that's compelling. Fair. It does. It sounds like it could be a fun romp. Yeah. I'm trying to remember more scenes since I'm the only one who remembers more than one scene. And also, we <laughs> apparently thought this was appropriate for Ned Vember. So, like, there's got to be something in there that's, you know, Yeah, they're Yeah, doing, they're doing, like, since it's, like, there's not a lot of network devices. So I feel like they have to break in and like hook computers like up. Hardwired hard to the mainframe or that's something. Why Fe- River Phoenix is like the face e- e- of the team. Okay. He's got to get in there doing the wet work yeah, yeah, and yeah. the duct work. Yes. All right. If you know what I mean. Sort of. <laughs> is there going to be some sort of like computer interface where there's like a laughing, fi- like Ooh, yeah. you failed to get in. Ha 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 kind yeah. of thing. Oh. Yeah. Yes. As, uh, based on the He's twist, I remember, confident. I think there's going to be a gotcha computer screen. Awesome. Yeah. Yes. I'll write that one down. Are the screens green? Like mm. black and green? Yeah. That's standard, right? Like a some Unix. I'm going to bet blue and white to be oh. spicy. Wow. That's, yeah. That's very spicy. Thank you. Super spicy. <laughs> I'm wondering if... I don't know. I'll be interested to see if they have like the close up of someone sweating while they type furiously. Oh, God, I hope so. Like they did on Swordfish. That was terrible. I don't know. I think, I don't remember being annoyed by this movie. So this I'm going to assume no. I'm going to say this is most likely the most frequent name dropping of other movies you didn't particularly care for in the first <laughs> half of one of our episodes. <laughs> Uh, that's really fair. If there's a Freaky Friday element to this, I'm going to yeah. be so mad. I mean, that would be amazing because that would be a, make it a very different kind of movie. <laughs> Molly, I saw some Freaky Friday news what? recently. Jamie Lee Curtis said she would do a sequel. No. Oh, what about La Lahan? I don't know. Would she have to be like the grandma in it? Would they cast her that way? I don't know. I, I don't know. They would they put a baby in there for sure? Like she switches with the baby? <laughs> oh, grandma I baby swap? Oh grandma baby? <laughs> if you could just hear the internal monologue of the grandma inside of a baby's body. Yes! <laughs> that is like <laughs> horrifying. This is like, look who's talking to meets yeah. Freaky Friday. Yes. Yeah. But then the baby's in the grandma? Oh, it'd be a nightmare. <laughs> She's going to break all her hips. Babies can't walk? No. But also, like, do you think it'd be Maybe like it's a, a three-way shift. Okay. So the talking. grandma's in the baby. Oh <laughs> okay, grandma's the in the baby. baby's in the mom, and the mom is in the grandma. Still, you put but a baby mind in an adult body any age, like, we're in trouble. Maybe the way it works is Maybe like it's not a tiny baby. The speech center still, okay. like, the speech center's there. It's functioning. So it just, like, translates baby mind into speech. Oh, yeah. It's like a toddler. So it's like, yeah. Yeah, Tod- yeah at least Three. a toddler. Okay. Three-year-old, maybe. Yeah. Right. Okay. Walking around. You Listen, can- I don't know why we're giving this away for free. Hollywood? Yeah. If you want a really great script. Yeah. yeah. Or at know. least a... Like script a script that might make you money. <laughs> like a sketch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we can do it. Yeah. 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 We're right. halfway there. Yes. If I can, I'll write it. I'll write it here. Jamie Lee Curtis uh, uh, throws a carrot. Boom. Done. Yes, scene. That's the scene. Done. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, baby, yeah. Baby. Baby's like. Baby orders something online with a credit card. Boom. Oh, done. Yeah. Boom, done. Yep. Her mom's um, pulling out her hair. She's stressed out. Boom. Mm-hmm. Done. <laughs> Not stressed anymore. Gets promoted at work for coming in cool. Yeah. Because she's the grandma or the child. She's a child. There's a TikTok. She works at a toy company. It's a little bit of big. And she invents like all the best toys. I've lost track of where baby is. Baby is in the executive mom. Toddlers and mom. Yep. Grandmas and baby. Yep. No. No. Yeah. Grandmas and baby. (laughs) Grandmas and baby. Just go one direction. Mom is in grandma. 
Yeah, yep. let's, let's simplify. Okay, it goes so up. Just goes up. It goes up and then loops back. And then aces are high on so the So mom, yeah. mom gains a new understanding for her own mother, right? Yes. And experiencing yeah. the ageism that she lives yeah. with every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, grandma... I don't know. Remember to be feel young again. Right. And remembers that it's Mm -hmm. horrible and full of shit. Yeah. Yeah. That she needs to appreciate the life she's led. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that the way that she was raising her kids is not how you should raise kids now. You should do some conscious parenting. Baby is like either third or fourth Michael Keaton clone in multiplicity. Right. What's Mm -hmm. our event? Because we're not doing fortune cookie giant gong. Right. No. CERN. Great. What? They go to CERN. Yeah, they're touring. They get the... hit by a cork. And... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And yeah, the guy's there who came back in time. Remember that guy who said he was time traveling trying to shut it down? No, but I, yes. Yeah. In real I'm life? I'm sure that happened. Yeah. Yes, in, oh, in real life. Oh, he got because he was like, I'm time traveling. Because I'm a time traveler. I got to shut down this proton jammer. Did he actually try to like blow it up? What if it was real? Oh, no. Right? What if? Think about it. What if? Well, then you would think. They would just send somebody else, right? Yeah. Or they would do a better job of it. Maybe they only had enough time. Ooh, maybe it's like uh, 12 Monkeys changing. where it's a real pain in the ass to do it. Yeah. I'd watch 12 Monkeys. Me too. Does that take well, place I on the net? I guess if it were easy, Not it really. would happen all the time. Not really. So this movie, Sneakers, yeah. Sneakers, I wonder how we should rate it. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. I also we- wonder that, Molly. <laughs> uh, we're going to rate it. Can with- I make a last bet? Yeah. That there's going to be a close-up of someone walking in Sneakers. Oh. oh yeah! Oh. Do they have matching sneakers? No. Like, is it a plan words at all? And they're sneakers. They so just sneak around. Late Someone's bet. Got sneakers. Late bet. Robert Redford has a love interest that's far too young for him. Uh, yeah, that's oh, great. Yeah. Fair. Our rating scale is gotcha sneakers. Ooh, gotcha, gotcha sneakers. Gotcha sneakers. Okay, is this a brand of sneakers? Yes. Okay. Oh, okay. Great. And these are these prank sneakers like that you would give to someone and then they got you? Well, it has like secret compartments. Oh, Oh, wow. Like those um, Rue. What? Wasn't that? Remember there's a, there's a, maybe they still exist. They probably do. It's a sneaker brand and there's a little zipper on the side. Oh, yeah. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Kangaroo. It's got that, but it also has like a pretty thick sole uh-huh. and you could store like can of nuts, like pop out of your can shoe of kind nuts? of thing. Wow. That's a thick sole. Yeah. A whole can of nuts in your shoe? Well, no, a can like of fake the, nuts. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. With you like gotta, the like, snakes. Okay. You got to click your heels or something. They shoot out of the toes. Well, somebody like pushes you to the ground. You just hold up your shoe. Oh, like, so this is a defensive weapon. Well, you can be aggressive with it too, but probably come up more in defense. Like if or you could use it when you play basketball. Oh yeah! Oh, so like as air. you dunk, you spray. You spray. Yeah. yeah, it's like an extra boing. Yeah, yeah. And it gets in your and opponent's you go, faces. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Ooh, or you Those could sneakers. do like it also. Okay, so what I'm hearing is these shoes are basically uh, oh, fuck. What is that old video game where you are a racer car? NBA Jam. No, has a bunch of shit in it. Mm. It doesn't matter. F zero. No, it doesn't matter. No. Maybe F zero. It doesn't matter. Tweet at us, nerds. Uh, <laughs> like you could get like oil slicks <laughs> that oh, shoot out of the back. Spy chaser, something, something like that. that. Spy yeah. hunter. Yeah, I think spy hunter. I so like rules. oil slicks can shoot out your shoes. Yeah. gotcha. Gotcha sneakers. Ooh, ooh, or like little net cannons to like shoot at other people's feet. Yeah, oh. Ember cannons. This is like a James Bond Q shoe. Yeah, the shoe rules. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Q shoe. Q shoe. Q shoe. But what are we actually calling it? Gotcha, gotcha sneakers. sneakers. Gotcha sneaks. I mean, Kyushu could be. Why is it called Kyushu? I've already lost the thread of this. I don't James know. I Bond. just said it. I just repeated what somebody else said. Because <laughs> <laughs> the guy's Bond name Q-shoe. is Q. Mm-hmm. And he Which makes guy? A shoe. James Bond Kyushu. Kyushu. 
That is one of that Q-shoe's is like their designer brand. Tie-in. It's like their Air Jordan. Oh, it's the Q shoe. Okay, yeah. so they have like licensing rights. From and in the- fact, that's I I was gonna get to this. I'm really glad it came up Great. naturally. Yeah. Um, that yeah, our rating scale is Gotcha Sneakers Q shoe edition. Oh, oh. these are only mm-hmm. Q shoes. Do they, yeah, you can only buy them in Japan. A pair. I'm less yeah. interested. Q shoe. Um, what? It's a place in Japan as well. Q shoes and Q shoe. It's a homophone. Kyushu. Yep. Is it actually pronounced Kyushu? Yeah. Okay. The movie we watched was Sneakers. <laughs> yeah. And that's the rating scale. Dan, you go first, as we all know. I go first because I'm great and people want to hear what I think first. Mm. Um, I, as we've established, do not remember that this movie is, and it may be thinking of a completely different movie, um, but it sounds like it could be real fun. Um, I am excited for the inevitable Ribby Rodford segment in the second half. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to give this an optimistic four pairs of gotcha sneakers, Q shoes edition. Thank you. Q shoe. Q shoe? Q shoe edition. What did I say? Q shoes edition. <sighs> I'm very confused. Listen, they're just very this. particular. Q fuse. <laughs> You're confused. confused. <laughs> very good. From Beth, who is next, that we all know. Yep, I go next because I'm better than Dan. Wow. So I got to show him up a little bit. Um, I'm going to go with four as well. I know nothing about this movie except for all the things that we just talked about, which was like maybe like, I don't know, 10% of the first half of the podcast. Um, but it sounds good. It sounds like it's got a good cast. And um, you two seem very excited about it uh, when we came up with the idea to watch it. Mm-hmm. What? What? Q2? Is that something? What is? What Q is shoes, U2, Q2. What? <laughs> God. Um, never mind. You sound like a malfunctioning computer. <laughs> Quitting the podcast. So, four. Four is my. <laughs> awesome. I am uh, third, as we all know. I'm going to give it a five. I'm wow. feeling like shockingly optimistic. Mm. I remember shockingly optimistic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, this is a movie I remember like as a teen. This is like, do you all have these movies where like you're a teen and you see a movie and you think you're cool because you know about a movie? Yes. Yeah. And really it's just like, it's just an old movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. This is that for nice. me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, five. I think it's going to be fun. A romp. Exciting, great performances, charm, hopefully very little misogyny, mm-hmm. but maybe that'll only because there's no women in it at all. <laughs> Five. Wow. Wow, bold. I'm a real sneakerhead. Cue sneakerhead. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Please I'm stop. not quite <laughs> as bullish as Dan. I remember liking this movie, and I'd put it sort of in the same category as Heather's, a movie I saw the first weekend it came out, and I was Cutigory. like, how's everybody not category? Uh, how's everyone not talking about you this? Shoot, oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. The podcast this is, is so falling <laughs> off the rails. And we're not even in the second half. It's 8 p.m. <laughs> but I'm not feeling quite as bullish. I'm feeling a little bit nervous mm. because I remember only one scene. Mm-hmm. And it has probably been 20 years since I've seen this movie. Plus. So I'm going to give it four. Gotcha sneakers, Kyushu edition, mm-hmm. and then like one extra sneak. And it's like. That's five. What's a sneak? Oh, well, four and a half? Because each, each point is a pair? Each oh, point I is see. a pair. Oh. So this is one that's like dipped in gold, like as a memento like or a something. Collector's oh. Like a collector's oh. item. Sure, 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 sure. 
like for okay. rappers. To yeah, get. I see. Mm-hmm. Is that that's four and a half though, right? So four and a half. Yeah. All yeah. right. And with that, we're going to press pause, go watch sneakers, and we'll be right back. You have one unheard message. First unheard message. Hey, y'all, this is Jess in Maplewood, and I was listening to your most recent Pretty Woman episode, and my partner chimed in when hearing about the new live show coming up, which I am so excited to attend, that you should do Jingle All the Way. Holy buckets, I went through your backlog. It is not there. This is perfect, especially for your post-COVID debut. So hope to see you there. Thanks. Thank you, Jess, for that incredible voicemail and excellent idea. Great idea. Great Great idea. idea. Uh, Which was also brought up in via some online forums. And yes, we are going to be watching Jingle All the Way. Wow. Wow. Big reveal. It happened. All your dreams have come true. References were jingling all the way to the (laughs) Trilon Cinema. On Thursday, December 8th in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, a major airline hub, if you're considering That's visiting. That's true. Probably a direct flight. There yeah. might be a direct <laughs> flight from Australia, even, if oh, they're still listening. No, oh, I'm sure. I and mean, who wouldn't want to leave summertime in Australia yeah. to come to Minnesota in December? Although I will say it probably won't be that cold, although it could be a snowstorm. Mm. Really hard to say. But what's not hard to say is uh, we are going to have a blast at this live show. We've been building off the first couple that we've done. We have a lot of exciting surprises in store. It's also our first holiday version of a show, which has given us license to be extra ridiculous. Jingle, jingle, Mm -hmm. jingle. Jingle, jingle, jingle. All the way. Mm -hmm. For more information and to get tickets, go to live.totesrecall.com. Just one dot com, Dan. Dot com. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we really do hope to see you there. We're going to have a blast and we're looking forward to Jingle All the Way. Thanks, Jess, for the great suggestion. Speaking of Jesses, we what? got <laughs> one more Jess to talk about. It's Jesse Lee, who is the new patron. I'm listening. Who patroned hard enough for us to say <laughs> their name on audio lights uh, once again jesse lee jesse lee jesse lee oh we're talking about <laughs> jesse lee you're so cool i we, i did not prep this before and i yeah. apologize <laughs> i wish that i was jesse lee oh, nice. oh. I, I wish I that i was yeah jesse lee I know it's just I don't know, probably Jesse Lee is so tired of that song. Oh, oh, right. Like if anybody comes up to me and sings "Good Golly, Miss Molly," uh-huh. I'm not as happy to hear it as you might think. I oh. because I have a lifetime of that. Right? Okay, I, so I just want to respect our patron. Got it. I'm trying to think of another song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> draw pictures. Now you don't want that song. Either. I thought of that song too. Yeah, <laughs> Jesse Lee spoke. <laughs> That's like any Pearl Jam song. Yeah. <laughs> which one it is. If you would like to have your name read in lights, uh, go to patreon.com slash totes recall. And for as little as a dollar a month, you get some exclusive But content. not this for a dollar a month. What? You don't get your name shouted for a dollar a month. Well, True. sure. But 
go check out <laughs> yeah. all of the interesting and some yeah. sort of unattainable and ridiculous yeah. <laughs> tiers that we have. tiers still, still available. available. Still five available. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So, you know. I'm going Jesse <laughs> Lee. <laughs> and now back to our podcast. And we're back. We just watched two hours and six minutes of sneaking, sneaking and romping and some aggressive jazz. And yeah, it was fun. Hell yeah. yeah. Kick ass. We did yes. uh, aggressive jazz courtesy of Branford Marcellus, legendary nice. saxophone player. Loved that score. Shout out to the smooth, sexy, tense jazz. Mm-hmm. Throughout. Crushed it throughout. Yeah. But before we get too deep into the jazz, <laughs> that is the movie Sneakers, mm-hmm. uh, there is a segment in okay. the world, a worldwide oh. segment, Oh, intergalactically known and rewarded. Wow. <laughs> it's excellent. We've gotten space statues? Space statues Incredible. have been rained down. You look up, you think, is that the Drachnoids meteor shower? Nope. Drachnoids? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Look it up. All right. Uh, nope. That's the award that we <laughs> received uh, from aliens. Did you just yeah. mumble Hubble? <laughs> no. Like the space telescope? I mean, I, I said clearly said it was the Hubble award. <laughs> Which we've all heard of. Yeah, it's Intergalactic Podcast Segment Award. Yeah. 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 60 second summary of, of course, oh. is the segment. Of course. Of oh, course. Molly just well, pulled out Molly her clock. Molly is aggressively and- suggesting that she will be the type. <laughs> well, leader. I guess Molly's not going to do it then. Yeah. Uh, as is tradition, <laughs> yes. I will volunteer to go first and only. Go for it. Yeah. Great. Yeah. You still have to start with Oof. we open on. Rough stuff. Okay. Yep. yep. You ready? Yeah. And go. We open on the past. It's 1969. <laughs> nice. nice. And there's two friends, and they're hacking. They're having fun hacking, friends. But one goes for pizza, and... (laughs) Yeah, I agree. One goes for pizza, and the other gets arrested. Flash forward with a pretty good uh, Scrabble screen dissolve. And now it's modern day, 92, baby. And we meet our hacking, sneaking crew, Robert Robert, City Poitier, the other people. And thirty they, seconds. You think they're Jesus. criminals, but turns out they're they're testing things. Now the NSA comes to them, is like, get the math box; it can decode everything. And they go, okay. And then they get it, but turns out they got sneaked. And it's really the old friend from ten the past. seconds. And so they got to get it back, and then they get it back, and there's a lot of double crossing. In the end, the NSA wins, and that's good. Do they win though? Time. Mm. Or did they get sneaked? Oh, yeah. Oh, they did get sneaked. Damn it. They got sneaked. Everybody got snuck at some point. Quadruple crosses, but a lot of sneaks. Yeah. I think that was a very award winning, comprehensive summary. The statues will be raining down. Mm -hmm. Put on your helmets. Keep your children indoors. Put on your tinfoil hats, Mm -hmm. or else they'll get in your brain. That's right. They can't reward you if you have your tinfoil hat on. (laughs) 
I think, uh, you know, there are just a couple of details okay. uh, that maybe you left out. There was an old love interest. Sure. There was a whole Soviet angle. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There was some FBI, not sure, and just a lot of double crossing. Mm-hmm. Yep. We also learned that sneaks refers to, because you open on like they're doing us, they're, they're like stealing a bunch of money from a bank. Yeah. And then you find out they were hired by the bank to do the sneak. Yes. To reveal flaws in their own security. Yep. But it's not a very well-paying job, which yeah. surprised me. Yeah, you'd think it would be. Like yeah. they, it could be dangerous. It's a team what if of that, people. Yeah, and what yeah. if that like cop was like, "Hey, you stole that money." Mm-hmm. Bang bang. I guess maybe yeah. it's like it's just that their overhead costs are so high, right? Because they have all that equipment. Yeah. Yeah. But the. The like lady cutting the check at the bank says it's not very well that's paid. Right. So that's mm-hmm. like gross pay right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not raising any eyebrows. No. But she works at a bank. She's used to hire rollers. That's true. That's true. That's true. But I guess they are setting us up that they will accept money. Right. When two mysterious government men come knocking and one of them looks just like that guy from 30 something. Sure. Because he is that guy from 30 something. Oh, oh mm-hmm. I thought he kind of looked like the guy. Dickless from the Ghostbusters, who works for the EPA. Oh, yeah. Mm. He's got that guy energy. Sure. Oh, yeah. No, this was the other guy. This is the guy who's the bad husband on 30-something. Is 30-something a TV show? It is. I've never heard of it. So, wait, Mustache was 30-something or Buddy Wallace was 30-something? Mustache. Okay. Which is awkward because he just should play a goofy character. To me, he did not seem very menacing. Well, he's the good cop. Yeah. What? In I this mean, one he is? Well he like yeah. he's that's his relationship in there. Oh, and their they're dynamic. Thing, yeah. I yeah. get you. Buddy's the like psychopath. Yeah. yeah Buddy's mean. Keeps cracking. Keeps pistol whipping Robert Robert. Excuse me. You got it. All right. Um, as I said, it came out in ninety two. None of us guessed that. Oh. Nope. We no. were pretty scattershot, un- uncharacteristically scattershot in our and year guessing. Even if we knew our River Phoenix history, we would not have guessed as we did guess. Because he passed away in when he was well in nineteen ninety three when he oh, was twenty three wow. years old. Mm. Is this so his last young. one? That's nope. Really sad. Nope. Uh, this was like uh, there were a couple more after this. Mm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Rising star. Yep. yep. I have much more River Phoenix history to share with you later. Great. And some interesting tie-ins to our show. Teaser oh, alert. Teaser. Wow. Teaser alert. Better so keep yeah. listening, listeners. I'll sneak in oh, some trivia. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that is the, of course, as everyone knows, iconic. the catchy, iconic <laughs> uh, credits theme by Branford Marsalis, presumably. Can't get it out of your um, head. And no, it's great. It's catchy. The it's score great. of this movie rocks in this Dan's opinion. Every yeah. time there was a transition to a different jazz number while something was happening. I was like, this rules. Mm-hmm. They just keep changing up the jazz and it works every time. Yeah. yeah. We should talk about how stacked the cast is for yeah. this movie that Let's no talk about it. apparently seen. Robert Robert, obviously. He got statues, maybe. Does he have statues? He for probably this? has statues. No, just oh. in general. Oh, in general, he must, right? Oh. 
Well, I He's wasn't told to look that up. He's got statues. Ribby Rodford's in it. Sidney Poitier. Sidney Poitier. He, he got, statues. got statues. Wow. Sorry, everyone, that I got that wrong. Absolute legend. Dan. Film and oh, stage, yes. maybe. Absolute legend. He crushes so oh hard. God, so cool. He like, he's so cool and a badass. Yes. And every line, just oh. every line is so good. Yes. And he lends so much credibility to the entire production. Mm-hmm. Only to be wasted by Dan Aykroyd, but we can talk about that later. Dan Aykroyd, I he's, thought very very good in his role as a... He was very good, but I don't know who was directing him during that. There's a scene where there's a phone call that they're going to route through 15 different places and two different satellites. They have a limited amount of time. Oh. Mm-hmm. And Dan Aykroyd has set up a, a polygraph sort of simulator based on voice, not as good as a real polygraph. And so as awesome. they're asking questions and on this call trying to get, I guess, amnesty or some sort of cut, some sort of deal with the NSA... This guy is like, every time they're like, you you have a close up of the polygraph. There's a up close like shot of Dan Aykroyd over his shoulder, and he does like this Scooby Doo, true, yeah. like three times in a row. Yeah. yeah, and they just have to cut back to Sidney Poitier like drinking coffee calmly for you to be like, okay, it's not a Scooby Doo episode. Yeah, I mean that felt more like. Chomp chomp cigar. Nobody's gonna know what those scribbles mean, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> get accurate in there screaming true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get him nodding emphatically when it's true, and then just in case it's not clear, get River to also come in and also say <laughs> yeah. true at one point. And they say yeah. true at the same time. Yes. Yeah, that guy's a conspiracy theorist, right? Oh, P.S. Dan Aykroyd plays a conspiracy theorist that no one believes. That's refreshing. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now he'd have his own YouTube network. He probably does. He has, not uh, Dean Aykroyd, the oh. actor, the character. Mm. Yes, mother. Sure. That's his mother. like running gag, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah, I mean, the gag is specifically Sidney Ponte's character refuses to engage him in these conversations because he assumes that Sidney Ponte's character has all the goods because he was former CIA. Oh, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. We got River Phoenix, yes. Hobbs, Charms. Charms, mm-hmm. a sweet young boy who knows how to put on a costume. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just looking for love in all yep. the wrong places. Yes. Mm-hmm. We've got Davis Strathairn, who rules. He is, As always, he's the best. He's great. I love him. He is the our visually impaired Whistler character. Mm-hmm. Yes. Whistler, probably as in Whistler's mother, right? Oh. Oh. Isn't that isn't Whistler's mother the one with the big horn up to the ear? I thought she Can't just hear? sat in a chair. Oh, is there a horn in that? I thought there was an ear horn. Art heads, tweet at us. Whistler mother horn. <laughs> Whistler mother <laughs> horny. No, Whistler's mother. Whistler's horn. mother horny. horny. Whistler's mother horny. Yeah, oh, I can just dear. look it up. Bad. Yeah. Just, I'm search. just wow. look at the web. Unprecedented mid show research is Whistler's mother horny. Yep. Yep. Google That's what I'm typing in right now. This is literally just Beth thinking in the moment. I don't want to get that hashtag. Um, this is what it looks like. Oh wow. No horn. To no be horn. Just chair. She looks. In fact, she doesn't look horny in any way. <laughs> and even that would be about hearing. Right. Yeah. Oh, but he is about it. It's kind of like he has superpowers. He has super hearing. Yeah. Yeah. He that, rules. Which is like a little bit. That well, whole character, I was like, hmm. Well, I also thought he was like the smartest character. But no, he's just somebody who doesn't rely on his eyes very in the capable. way that they do. Yeah. He's very capable. Of but course. he also can be like. Those are the batteries draining out of a, whatever it was. Like he knew it was a. He's um, that good. 
I guess that's so. his business. He trained himself. Yeah. Like if I I bought into that because if Dan Aykroyd is like, I bought you a replica of the answer machine so you can practice walking across a room with it. I could buy that him and Whistler just went around getting a bunch of electronics and sitting them next to him and be like, all right, what does that sound like? Yeah. And he just clocked it. Sure. Right. Well, at one point he does go to his um, like road sound making machine. Oh, mm-hmm. so cool. Like what was that? I don't know, just like just a audio like a synthesizer that he's just like, I know tones. Yeah. He knows tones. He just like was like, what it. does the road sound like? And they figured out where to go based on Robert Redford's, excuse me, Robert Redford's yeah, thank you. recollection. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> being in a trunk and what he heard. Yes. Yeah. I and really, it leads them to the greatest discovery, which I'll save. Go ahead, Dan. I really like that scene. I Me remembered too. it as we were watching. I was like, this is cool sneaking. They're like mm-hmm. recreating audio and mapping it onto a map. Mm-hmm. Actually mapping it. Yes, yeah, literally mapping it. Yeah, I was charmed as a kid. Charmed as an adult. I enjoyed how much of this movie was like... the. T- I enjoyed how much of the tense, scene, tense scenes in these movies were just them huddled around a piece of machinery yeah. <laughs> while one of them hit buttons. Yeah. I was, true. we talked about in the first half, is this going to be oceans 11 mm-hmm. from the past? Mm-hmm. Molly was going to take note. So I'll, I'll save her segment of her mm-hmm. notes that she took on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking about how it's, I appreciate the style of sneaking in this much more. Like they, it feels, some of it feels like unrealistic, sure. but it's not as like flashy and wild as an oceans movie. Like it mm-hmm. feels like they're really getting in using their tools and their sneak minds yeah. and they're really doing it. Well, it also seemed like way. they're, they're all extremely competent in their own ways, which is a important part of a heist yeah. and they're stronger when they work together. Also very important part of a heist. Yeah. Um, but the stuff they weren't doing wasn't so outlandish or overly technical or you could never see it coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was kind of nice when you had reveals that you're like, oh, yeah, if I had thought harder about that, I probably could have seen that. Yeah. It just felt a lot more accessible. I have a follow-up question to that. Yeah. What is River Phoenix's job in the team to literally just be a harmless-looking young man to distract people? And someone who can fit and in I guess events. he's a grease man, he's yeah. A grease- <laughs> yeah. That's true. I feel like he's uh, in training a bit. Because mm. they, the reason that they came across him in the first place was he changed oh, right. his grades they in the caught him. yeah. Yes, he was so hacking. I feel like it was like, hey, do you want to be our intern? Kind of thing. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. And I guess that was visually represented when one of them did a sweet hop over the bank counter, and then he also oh. tried to do it and just ate shit. <laughs> Wait, didn't Robbie Rockford eat yeah. shit? And yeah. then he gets up. Oh, that was Robbie Rockford that yes. the shit and he lethal weapon. Oh, yeah. yes, it was Robbie. Yeah, yeah. So River, River Phoenix, Phoenix jump over the just counter? in yeah. one bound. Oh, so Robert Redford is like, oh, my lost youth mm, yeah. very tall desk and a single mound which i said this yeah i said this during the movie but robert redford has looked good for old for i guess 30 years yes. like yeah. i feel like he looks the same now as in 92 which is like he's old but he looks good yeah mm-hmm. and like he hasn't changed no he's aged very well yeah yeah or his money has aged him yes yeah. his money he's, will do that he's he looks a little different today i don't know mm-hmm. but yeah for a good while there he was uh Ruggedly handsome. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's it. Too handsome for one horse. I'll say That's that. Right. Exactly. <laughs> As the old saying As goes. As the old yeah. saying goes. One horse can't hold him. Yep. That's right. All that charm. Yeah. It is a lot of charm. I loved their crew. Mm-hmm. I loved, I liked the dynamic of them where it was like, 
they fucked with each other sometimes, like, LOL, we're bros, but not, like, every 30 seconds, like Ocean's Eleven's mm-hmm. crew does, where it's just like, oh, hey, what if I trick you into being an idiot? Ha, 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 we're so rich and privileged. I feel like that's the Ocean's Eleven yeah. movies, right? You know, I was thinking about that, too, that there's less tricking other people. Yes. There are moments of creating mayhem and confusion, but less just mean, just trickery annoyingness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, okay, but here's one thing that I did notice about this movie okay. is that everyone is a much better detective in this movie than I would be. Mm. For example, <laughs> <laughs> they let Carl into the bathroom, right? Yes. He's like, I'm going to, can I use the bathroom? And they say, yes. And he goes in there and the guy's like, he's been in there a long time. Mm-hmm. I would not even think about it again. I guess that's his job, yes. but like, yeah. I would just be like, yeah, he went to the bathroom. Like, that's hyper-detective. That's security guard. Yeah. Then there was a moment where, okay, let me think of what they were. There was when Ben Kingsley. Yes. Sorry, what did you just say? Ben Kingsley. Kingsley? Kingslayer. (laughs) The Kingslayer? The Kingslayer. Uh Ben, the Kingslayer. Yeah. Yeah. He, yep, you're going to have to help me out again. (laughs) Okay. So we also have our woman, Mary. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) The key, the crucial member of the heist team, the woman. The woman. Mary (laughs) McDowell? Mary McDonald, the president in Battlestar Galactica. Roslyn herself, the ultimate badass in the the, political sphere. Yeah, Mm -hmm. the first lady in Independence Day. Yes. Yes. Um, She is an old flame of Robert Robert and gets roped into it to be the date for Stephen Tobolowski, who's right. their Mark who. Although I will it. say prior to that, yes. she gets roped in because of her smarts. She's a math nerd. Yeah. She's a super math nerd. Yep. So she's there to help explain what a other super math nerd is explaining. Yep. In PS, a very nice lecture hall. People from Stanford. Do you have like such carpeted luxe lecture halls? Yes. Yeah. I guess they do. I guess the university of Georgia probably had something. But I probably wasn't invited to that. Like imagine, okay, imagine if you're an institution okay. whose like entire brand is that people with too much money go there. Oh. And then also imagine that your entire model of existence is to get those people to give you some of that money. I see. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you'd have a lot of plush carpeting. A lot of carpeting. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, that's where they go to attend this lecture. Yeah. yeah. So so she- Right, back to Beth, super yeah, detective. She into, the, she's the- um, on a date with the Mark. Yeah. And um, he, she goes to the, uh, make a phone call yeah. and he accidentally knocks over her purse with like this robot that is voice controlled. Yep. Excuse mm-hmm. me, robot dog Thank that you. is mm-hmm. voice controlled. And he picks up her purse and sees that her name is not what she told him no. her name was. And from that, he immediately decides that she is trying to break into his office, which I do not understand the connection. Because she made him say the word passport in the most convoluted way Mm -hmm. possible. And the code for every single employee to get into that part of the building is to say, my voice is my passport, verify me. Mm -hmm. And he probably designed that system because they specifically call out that he's in voice recognition technology. Mm Mm-hmm. But he works for the toy division, right? The whole company is the toy division. I it's know, a but front. It's, but it's a front, yeah. right? So yeah. I was assuming everything behind that door was like the things that are 
the back. <laughs> I mean, if you're if you have incredible toy dog technology mm-hmm. yeah. that is going to revolutionize toy dogs, yeah. you're going to keep that under lock and key. Okay. Mm-hmm. Does Tobolowski know he works for organized crime? Unclear. Or whatever. Does he Kingsley? really work for organized crime? Organized crime is his day job. Is his day job. So yes. he just helps out organized crime on the side, but he himself is a bad doer. We should explain that the person, the he we are talking about is yes. River Rodford's friend Cosmo from when they were youngsters yes. who oh. got arrested and that he was told died in prison. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he was in fact not died in prison. <laughs> yeah. He was in fact. He was worked for mob. He was worked for mob yeah. to mm-hmm. get out of prison. And he was Ben Kingsley. Kingsley, yeah. the Kingslayer. Ben the Kingslayer. So, yeah. yeah. So we, yeah, the movie opens on a young Robert Redford and a young Ben Kingsley. And by a young Robert Redford, we mean a young actor with a very funny Robert Redford wig. <laughs> yes. Oh my God, that's fair. mustache. That is fair. It, they are that's absurd. Absurd, <laughs> yeah. But in it, um, Kingsley does not have an accent. That character does not have an accent. Right. He's from maybe upstate New York, if yeah. anything. Yeah. But I don't know. I think Ben Kingsley just felt like a slightly British, slightly New York accent was more menacing. I think it was more they wanted him to not be British. And Ben Kingsley did his did that. And they were like, good enough. Really? I yeah. think he was trying to do. It was the early that was that 90s. His American accent. It was yeah. the early 90s. And it was he like some of the lines I was like, okay, there it is. That's yeah. an American accent. Mm-hmm. And then it would like go full Flippy British. Yeah. yeah, it's true. The longer he talked, yeah. those monologues got real British and proper and it was very confusing. Yeah. yeah. It just seemed like. It's like make, make it a British kid in the beginning. Yeah, I don't get like, it. There's no point in them both being American. Right. Right. Well, they're fighting for the soul of America basically, right? I so guess. it's 1969 and their whole like God. overly hyper. <laughs> this is so, so stupid. stupid. <laughs> uh, they, you know, they've got that annoying college talk of like posit response yeah. yes. conclusion yeah. or whatever. And they're doing a whole thing about like, let's make the world a better place by basically robbing the phone company and giving the money to Greenpeace or whomever. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, in theory, Ben Kingsley's character, who gets caught for doing a sleight of hand, oh yeah, doesn't have to go out and get the pizza, so he stays and gets caught. And right. Robert Redford's character, Redford's character, uh-huh. uh, escapes in a VW van, which is very on the nose. But anyway, um, so they have that whole cycle, right? And so then later, you see these two adult men who have evolved in their life. And Ben Kingsley's character is still clinging to this idea of we're going to change the world. We're going to do something radical. And at one point, Robert Redford's character says, we weren't going to change the world. It was a prank. Mm -hmm. And that's like a pretty remarkable thing to say. But I was thinking about how all these hippies turned into yuppies right and this is like coming right off of the whole me generation 1980s everything is about money Mm -hmm. and it's curious right so is this movie supporting the idea that hippies either gave up on their ideals or never had them but then at the end there's the twist ending or then maybe it's a wink ending might be a wink i think it's a wink where Robert Redford really does just steal all the money from the 
Uh, yeah, the Republican National Committee and gives it to like Greenpeace and similar. Do you know what I'm saying though? <laughs> Not really. No. I, I do feel like that was a thing and I don't remember it exactly. But you know what I'm talking about? Like what happened to all those hippies? Some of them remained hippies. Right. Yeah. And a lot of them were very big on Bernie Sanders, right? Yeah. You've got that like path. Sure. But then you have a whole big path of people who are like, actually, it's great to make money and to have some stability. Yes. And I'm going to sure. go on and be a boomer and suck up all the resources. Yes. Yeah. So you and think it seemed like at some point, yeah, this generation was grappling with it right around this time. Right. I oh, see. Okay. Yeah. And so this movie in some ways was trying to grapple with something bigger. But then maybe the studio was like, okay, but they're going to sneak, right? Yeah. And can Dan Aykroyd ask for a Winnebago? Winnebagos mm. are hilarious. Ask for a burgundy interior. No, let him, let him ad lib that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Sort of. So you don't think it has anything else going on with it? I think, no, I think it has all the things you're saying going on with it. But I don't and know. I if didn't it... mean to be too specific about Bernie Sanders. I'm just saying that that is like a. You know what I'm saying? No, now you're losing me again. <laughs> oh. So what you're saying is. I know. I don't know what you're the, saying. The, here, let me tell Dan yeah. so he can understand it yeah, from the man's Dan's voice. Yeah, yeah. Um, There's a bunch of hippies in 69. Nice. Nice. And <laughs> some of them, um, a portion of them stick with their mindset all the way through. Mm-hmm. Yep. Peace, love, good will towards men and women. All Sometimes the way through. just men. Sometimes just men. Yeah. <laughs> but some of them stick to the values that they uh, had in their youth. Yep. Other ones... Um, maybe we're never really in it. They just wanted to have sex and do drugs. My mom has complained about these people for her entire life. Yes, I'm aware. And they became business people and they're just fucking boring ass boomers. And then there's maybe like a, a, you know, there's a gradation between those. Some of them stuck to it for a while and then they burned out on caring too much. I understand all of this. I still understand what it has to do with the movie. Cosmo, Ben Kingsley, uh, represents the people that stuck to their ideals the whole way through. Um, Because he still wants to change the world, take all the money. I disagree. I thought that was the whole point of that rooftop scene. He didn't stick to his ideals. He pretends he does, but Robert Redford gets him to admit that it's all about gaining control and gaining more power than Robert Redford's character. He wants to win. He finally wants to win. Hmm. And he also owns a fucking corporation as a front for organized crime, which is like this hyper-capitalist... you know, crony capitalism, corrupt system. And he's like involved himself as part of it, claiming that it's all for the greater good. But ultimately he just wants, that's what Robert Redford says to me. He's like, I want you to say it. I want you to say that you win, I lose. And he admits that that's his main motivation. But we're still saying that this movie is trying to grapple with that. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Well then I'm right. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I mean, I, I think we agree on the premise. I think so. Yeah. I was just saying I'm right because I was referencing the win or lose thing. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't think. Cut this out, Beth. Make me sound (laughs) cooler and more informed. I think that, I just think that Robert Redford's like, when he said like, it was just a prank, like he didn't necessarily mean like the ideals were false. I think he just meant like, you're full of shit. We were just dumb kids fucking around and Mm. you're using this as an excuse to be this asshole. Mm. Well, I wish he had said you're using this as an excuse to be an asshole because then I would have understood it. But I don't think that's wrong. No. Some subtle dynamics happening yeah. in this well yeah. film is what I'm hearing. So what I wonder is if the first draft was a little less subtle in the dynamics and the one that actually got filmed was maybe more like, okay, but 
River Phoenix is going to be in it. You know what I'm saying? No. You've lost me. More hijinksy. Yeah. More rompy. So you think this movie was supposed to have more so commentary in play. it? <laughs> and they just alternate between 1969 and the rooftop the entire time. I see. <laughs> it just cuts between young young Robert Radford and Ben Kingsley and then yep. cuts back to them on Three the roof. Three hours. And you're never, you're never told why they're on this roof together as exactly. adults. That's pretty good. That's a fringe show. That's yeah, a fringe show. Sneakers, the one act. Yeah. Yep. Love it. I do think that there there is a weird they didn't really decide whether it was going to be a comedy or not because there were funny mm-hmm. moments but in a way that they were like too funny for a movie that was like we'll just have some funny moments mm-hmm. do you know what i mean i mean it was a romp from the early 90s it yeah they still had some of that 80s movie energy where it's like it can be everything yeah whatever like there yeah. was a, the whole the whole scene where um uh let's call them whiskers whistle whistler <laughs> awesome. whistler yeah. Yeah. is driving the car oh yeah, yeah and truck. i think that like there's a it's like you're gonna hit a slight incline yeah. and like there's just jokes throughout that section and i'm like but this is supposed to also be like the most tense part of the movie mm-hmm. high action i don't know i mean it's a, it's Has called it sneakers not Something actioners. For everybody that's true it should have been called actioners yeah. should it have actioners yeah. with some comedy yeah actioner <laughs> Well, and I thought Robert Redford did a great job, but there are moments of comedy Uh that I was like, oh, this is not his first instinct. You know what I'm saying? There were a couple lines that he landed and were so funny and so good. And a couple I was like, I think someone changed the read on it or the edit on it or something. Because it's not like Robert Redford to not land. You know what I mean? Yeah. I have a theory that they, anytime he had to do kind of like an eye roll kind of situation, uh-huh. they just had him do like a hundred takes. Incredible eye roll. And that was like one that was like, is this one okay? So many good facial yeah, expressions. Yeah, he had a great yeah. exasperated mm, That's true. Face move. Yeah. The only tonal shift that gave me whiplash was it was the very end where they like, they got the big sneak. They did the big sneak. They're back There's in There's literally office. a line where they're like, the biggest sneak we've ever pulled. Yeah. Which and Tickled me so much they <laughs> yeah. actually called it a sneak. Yeah. yeah. And then the NSA is there yes. and is like, give us the box or we'll kill your family. Or whatever. You know, they don't say that. No. But they're menacing. Yeah. yeah. And it's the NSA and they have machine guns. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. Yeah. Uh, but then that scene plays out with them like, we gotcha. And now here's a comedic set of demands that we have mm-hmm. that are yeah. like, each one is more LOL than the last. Yeah. It's like, clear my record. Okay. Legit. And then it's like. I want a Winnebago. I want to go to Europe. Yeah. Can I just have the blonde with the Uzi's phone number? Yes. Peace on earth. Goodwill towards men. Yes. Mm-hmm. LOL. There were some good jokes in there though, to yeah. its credit. And that's where we get surprise guest. Oh. James Earl Jones. Wow. Forget about it. Mm-hmm. Forget about this. You want a stacked cast? Yeah. How about a little James Earl Jones in the last 10 minutes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He crushes as oh, all. As all. So good. So good. Uh, not a single woman talked to another woman. <laughs> he did no. not. No. There we was Sidney Poitier's character, had a wife and a child. At a both, party. At a party, both named, never spoke to each other. Yeah. Never spoke the to The NSA agent has the name Mary, but she does not talk to a woman and they and the credits just call her woman with Uzi or Ugh. something. Yeah. Oh, uh, also, she was brunette. Um, what? Yeah, she had brown hair. I'm pretty sure it was like dirty blonde. Mm, yeah, I, I thought it was blonde. Like blonde. Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. I believe wow. women, specifically Beth, who agrees <laughs> with me. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I thought it was a fun ending, though. 
I mean, it definitely felt like they're just like, well, we really need to wrap this up in a somewhat more lighthearted way than just like everything. And is... they did set up those demands earlier at right. the big parties. So they yeah. weren't out of the blue. There's two my two favorite parts of that whole scene. One, David Strathern says, peace on earth, goodwill towards men. And James Earl Jones says something like, we're the U.S. government. We're not exactly in the business of that. LOL. Yeah. Great line. Yeah. Second, <laughs> he exasperately looks at Mary McDonald's character. And she just goes. Oh, I'm fine. Which is like <laughs> so badass. Yeah. And very in character with Liz. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder if the the idea that the NSA has a chip to spy on everybody is mm. not as scary in ninety two as it is now. Like like Wasn't I, it supposed to be presented as like uh the same thing as like the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark though, where it's just like, Oh, we have our top men looking at this super weapon that could destroy yeah, I an army. Yes. I don't I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm older. Maybe mm-hmm. that's the only thing that's changed, but I just feel like we I mistrust the government more than well, and I, I don't did think, when I was ten years old. Sure. The guess, NSA but. is presented in this movie in a way that I think it probably used to be, which is the geekier, more numbers crunching you know, help you like run down fraud, figure out what the cartel is spending money on kind of thing. And that the FBI and CIA were the ones that are out doing hijinks and undercutting, you know, other governments and that kind of thing. And that by comparison, yeah, they just want to be able to crack codes and get information. But this movie seemed very prescient to me about this whole idea of like spying on Americans. And that was like a big moment, but you know, after the whole Edward Snowden revelation and everything else, you're just like, yeah, I guess that's just inevitable. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, in the movie when, uh, you know, Sidney Poitier, again, in one of his super badass moments, notices that the mathematician that they stole the magic box that decodes everything from had died. Yeah. Asbury Rodford is supposed to give that magic box to the NSA, which I'm putting in air quotes. And he figures out, like, they cannot possibly be NSA. Beth made some comment while we were watching her, just like, I'm fake, you know, like how she like, knew this was going to happen. That it's like, of course, they're not the NSA. Whereas I did not, I was like perfectly willing to go along with that uh, plot point because I just accepted that the US government would murder Robert Redford <laughs> for this incredibly valuable piece of equipment. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, in the first half, you said that there would be a twist. And so mm. I mistrusted everyone from the beginning of the movie. Oh, just like the advice given by Russian guy. Yeah. Greg. (laughs) It's me. It's me. Greg. Greg. (laughs) What's, uh, what's her face again? Liz. 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 Mm -hmm. I mistrusted her too. I Mm. I thought, what a twist that would have been. Oh, that's true. She was like, Mm -hmm. who else? You were the only one who knew his secrets. Mm -hmm. Somebody talked. Yeah. Except for his supposedly dead ex-partner. That's right. Yeah. Like Breadcrumbs. Put that together. To the twist. Mm. Uh, Whipping way back to yes, a, pa- a point Molly made about the end of our audio sneaking. Mm-hmm. They end up in a great location uh, that Robert Redford thinks is a cocktail party. Mm-hmm. Oh, Molly, yes. do you want to pick up that thread that we derailed oh, from? Yes. He's in a trunk. He thought they stopped at the cocktail party and they're like, how would you drive up to a cocktail party? And you can tell he's very, it's one of his better comedic deliveries Agreed. of like, just like cringing through it, but that's the best way he can describe it. And they follow the breadcrumbs and it leads them right to a flock of geese. Yeah. So many All around geese. the reservoir. Many, thirsty many geese. thirsty, thirsty geese. <laughs> Tens of geese. 
I mean, yeah, a maybe pretty 100, good flock. hundred goose head. Full on flock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then during the closing credits, we found out that the goose flock yes. was provided by, is it the Schiltz Goose Farm? That's correct. Schiltz Goose Farm. I mean, Amazing. incredible work. Like, it opens up a corner of reality that I didn't know I wanted. Mm-hmm. And now I cannot live Movie without. Movie goose. The f- just the idea of, like, them reading the screenplay and picking the phone and be like, give me Schiltz. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of geese. It's a lot of geese. Yeah. They, I wonder if that's their whole flock. Or what if it isn't? And are these, okay, so I have Flightless questions. Flightless geese? Please. Are these geese in other movies? Great oh, question. Like, like why are, why uh Schiltz specifically? Yeah. Are any of these geese podcast producers? <laughs> Maybe I did now. See one of them with wearing headphones. <laughs> Maybe they moved on producer. after like yeah. smoking they, a cigarette. You know, I mean, you know how Hollywood is they age out of the roles, they yeah. gotta find new work. Yeah. 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 I wanted a younger flock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, we should mm-hmm. ask our producer before they <laughs> he used to be a movie goose. Yeah. <laughs> producer stormed out of here earlier. Yeah. Uh, yeah, shame. I would love to see just like the the demo reel for the goose yes. farm. Like, here's the right. here's the shots from all your favorite <laughs> movies with geese in them. They did seem unnaturally crowded on this one bank, yeah. like this yeah. one little river bank. And I was like, I can imagine that dense geese are, geese. yeah, dense with geese. I, I can imagine, I guess, geese at a re- reservoir, but they just seemed awkward. Yeah. Like, also, snow white geese is mm-hmm. not. I'm used to the Canadian. Of course, we all mm-hmm. are. Excuse uh, as Northerners. Canada goose. Mm-hmm. What? It's a Canada That's true. goose. Canada goose. Mm-hmm. Not called the Canadian goose? Nope. All right. But I don't know what Just kind of these white. thing you need to know. Why are you so <laughs> upset about this? Because people always say Canadian geese. And I got yelled at it about it <gasps> by a nerd one time. <laughs> now Beetlejuice, yeah. Beetlejuice, and now I have to. <laughs> it Beetlejuice all like, comes out. <laughs> Your hair's weird, and it's Canada, Canada goose. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what Beetlejuice does. Yeah, <laughs> ain't I a stinker? Hey, Beetle Goose. Oh, amazing. Yeah, no, I want to see a demo reel. It's just like it's like oh, here we have a here we have a quarter flock. You just need a you need a quick shot of geese. Get yourself a quarter flock. Oh, you need. Well, I don't know why. We're gonna every, need a fence for that. I don't know why every business person that we did create in this <laughs> universe has the same like vaguely. Well, New it's more convincing than Ben Kingsley's, I and guess. I'm sorry. Wow, how dare you? Uh, that's it was pretty going pretty far. He's I, great, other than the accent. Yes, yeah, I agree. He's yeah, he's so intense. He's intense, yeah. intimidating. Rocks that lots ponytail. of monologues. Oh, he's even intimidating oh. over a loudspeaker. Ooh, that was cool. Yeah. I like that scene. Yeah, I liked. Well, okay, Dan, you were correct. It was blue lighting from the computers, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was kind of awesome for like the lighting on their faces mm-hmm. throughout the film. I yeah. liked it a lot. Although when they used the decoder machine, sometimes you knew it was decoding because <laughs> yeah. it aggressively changed colors yeah. of the font. Yeah. You know, that's how decoding works. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah. Encryption is green. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Other stuff is not green. Yeah. Yeah. Ben Kingsley's office is fully insane, though. Absolutely. Oh, what is it? It's it's what like very it? open concept, <laughs> low like light. Art exhibit. Yeah. It's got like... It reminded me of something like you like walk into and it looks like the science museum or yes, something. Right. Yes. It's got like Al Capone silhouettes on the wall. Right. So weird. There's Which, like a giant like sound booth in the middle of it. So they yeah. can like. Like a server? 
That's yeah. kind of what it like, looks like to me. I was like, is it a temperature-controlled oh. server? Oh. server room, but it's got all glass also soundproof. walls. I really thought it was just like, this is where I do my private conversation. I mean, I guess <laughs> Maybe. On this weird bench in a glass case. Right. Yeah. And then just like, yeah. Uh, not, not quite wicker chairs, but like Those thin metal. ridiculous chairs. Yeah. It was like Al Capone married a robot and yeah. had a room. Yeah. I guess that's what themselves. They, yes. <laughs> I guess that's what they have the set design. It was like, he's a hacker in the mob. Yeah. Go for it. Uh, all, like, right. all right. <laughs> it was just, it was so weird. Was I can't even unbelievable like. Unbelievable as an office space. Yeah. Like. I mean, you think he had a computer in there, but like, where would you oh. sit? Or you had, like, a there's no oh, conference that was table. The thing that was the weirdest about it is like the desk was like in the weird, like a corner, like a. It wasn't even like a you know a corner of a square room. It mm-hmm. was like a the room like went to a point, and then oh. just like in the little corner. Yeah. Doesn't want to have his back to the door. Uh, I, yeah, probably. I, but then he just kept that thing like in a briefcase on top of the desk. Yeah, but he had the great, the best motion detectors money could buy. That's, That's right. true. You had to turn up to body temperature and then move at two inches per second. Oh, yeah. See, that's great sneaking. Great sneaking. I just, I love the sneaking. That was one of the best uh, Ribby Rodford uh, LOL eye rolls when he was like, Marty, hurry up. And he was in the process of doing his very slow walk across the office. And mm-hmm. he just went. Kuh. Yeah. The one thing, the one I, thing can't I can't do. do. Yeah. That was one of them where I thought, okay, they've been shooting him doing that for like 10 minutes. And he was like <laughs> slowly walking and like rolling his eyes. Yeah. I love the idea of most of his time on set just getting different angles and shots of him doing eye rolls. <laughs> amazing like great robbie we got everything now if we could just do the eye roll one more time (laughs) well Uh, i guess if you need just a couple more scenes of give me an what's my motivation for being so disgusted and dismayed by this current scenario uh, another peek behind the scenes Ooh. in the um, credits. There is a Ricky J. Sleight of hand consultant. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Which I really enjoyed. He's like, no, no, it's not magic. It's just sleight of hand. Please. Please. That's right. Respect my craft. Yeah. Amazing. That was a fun way to reveal that his old friend was alive. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, he does the dumb hand trick again. Yeah. yeah. That was fun. It was, it was fun. cute. I like that. Do you want to hear a little bit about River Phoenix? Yes. Yeah. Because uh, I did end up really falling into a River Phoenix like thing. Was that around the time where you looked up and said, "What is happening?" <laughs> yeah. And it was like literally the most important scene in the movie. I kept um, telling you, River Phoenix was getting hot in the ducts, and you, you ignored him. Did nothing. You ignored him. <laughs> Dreamboat Rivy was in the ducts, literally turning up the temperature. <laughs> yeah. That is not what I thought you said that whole time. <laughs> what did you guys say? I thought you were saying he was getting hot in the nuts. Yeah. <laughs> he was, like, he was probably. I mean, he definitely was. It was 98 degrees. I just kind of was like, nah, whatever. <laughs> he definitely was getting hot in the nuts. He's still wearing that gardening jumpsuit. Yeah. Um, so I think everybody knows about River Phoenix's sad end. So I'm going to instead focus on some of the overlaps with our podcast in the earlier years. I'd love to hear this. Wow. Um, he was born in 1970, and his younger siblings are Rain, Joaquin, Liberty, and Summer. They were all signed by 
Penny Marshall. What? Oh, wow. Yes. And Rob Reiner directed Stand By Me. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So it's kind of an interesting moment River there. River Phoenix Stand By Me. Oh. Okay. We didn't watch that, though. No, we haven't watched it yet. Okay. Oh, yeah. But yes. that is the movie that catapulted him into my consciousness because okay. I was so like dreamy. three years, I'm three years younger than he was. Mm-hmm. Or no, I was born four years after he was. However that works. So I'm four yeah. years younger than he is. Yeah. And so our like... Nine and ten year old selves were completely in love with him. Mm-hmm. It was like fourteen or fifteen at the yeah. time. And mm. I still remember that feeling and how obsessed all my friends were. And I was too shy to ever put a picture on my wall because my parents would see that I had a crush on somebody. Yeah, sure. They would like cover their walls, and I was so like, "Wow, you must be really, really secure in your life that you would put these <laughs> <laughs> so many pictures." Um, but in October 1984, Phoenix secured the role of geeky boy scientist Wolfgang Mueller in Joe Dante's big <gasps> budget science fiction film, Explorers, wow. alongside Ethan Hawke. Wow. wow. Yeah, so Joe Dante. Joe Dante. Joe Dante. Joe Dante. I do River Phoenix. Oh, <laughs> what if River Phoenix went into space with his weird garbage ship? We should watch the movie. That movie is, all is ridiculous. It good? Yeah. 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 Hey, can I say one more thing about this movie before we move on? The costuming, like the customers didn't get that much to work with because it was mostly just a bunch of dudes and suits and clothes. Although, honestly, a lot of those clothes really hold up. Like they're not that different. Sidney Poitier was in beautifully crisp Mm -hmm. suits all the time, including when he smashed a dude in the face with a gun and said, motherfuckers mess with me. (laughs) I slice you. What do you say? Like splice your head open or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Well, and he had, a racist comment had been delivered to him. So I don't blame, that anger was earned. I mean, pretty much everyone that got hit with a gun except for Robert Redford earned getting hit by a gun. That was really fair. I mean, literally smacked with a gun. Like, no one really got shot in this movie. They got shot mm-hmm. at, oh, except the Russian guy. Yeah. And that poor driver. Oh. Yeah. Russian driver, Russian man. Driver. Innocent. Oh, and he did such a good job of acting where he starts to run oh. and you know he feels helpless yeah. and he's not anyway. I hope that the actor, like, his family came to see him and everyone was like, yeah. You did it. You looked I so bet. good running out yeah. of that limousine. Oh, man. One other thing that was totally different about this movie than it would be if it were made today mm-hmm. is... When it gets serious, Sidney Poitier's character, the former CIA, pulls out his gun, mm-hmm. and it's just a regular gun. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it just looks like an antique now. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like the Matrix where people are like suiting up with right. like 15,000 guns and rocket launchers. Yes. Yeah. And this is after the line of like, any government in the world would kill us to get their hands on this. And like, their response is, Sidney Poitier's going to pull out his one revolver. His pistol. And that's it. Everyone yeah. else just like, yeah, I guess we'll just sleep here. We'll lock <laughs> yeah. the doors and turn the lights on. <laughs> nope. They won't find us. Oh. Um, but the costuming for Liz oh. was very, very good. Very 1992. And at one point on her date with that dud. Stephen Tobolowsky. Stephen Tobolowsky, who also does the, works at the same company and figures, anyway, whatever. Who says to her, Oh, I can almost can't say it. I'm going to talk about her sweater first. Okay. She's the cutest sweater. Giant so cowl neck <laughs> collar, but like super chunky. Ugh. Like, I don't know if the words super chunky and cowl neck and sweater don't evoke for you mm-hmm. late 80s, early 90s. I cannot help you. She could have <laughs> fit a like small car into that cowl. Yeah, I mean, was... this was like put it in the Smithsonian yeah. Yeah. level. <laughs> yes. Of perfect sweater for that era. 
it was really great. I want one. <laughs> oh. Um, but anyway, she's on the date with a stud, the guy who busts her. What's his name? He's like uh, a Werner. Burner. My name is Werner Burner. My voice is my passport. My name is Werner Burner. My Can I take you to breakfast? Would you like me to call you or nudge you? There it is. Werner Burner's Burner. I'm played by Stephen Tomalowski, who famously sounds exactly like this. Well, anyway, it was that line that made me want to hurl. Yeah, yeah it was gross. Yeah. I really, yeah. Uh, I felt like it was sad. It was a sad moment because he was so like seemed like such an anxious, nervous person. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you kind of felt for him, right. and then he like immediately you're like, oh, there it is. Yeah, creep. He yep, thought supreme. he was sealing the deal. He thought yeah. he was sealing the deal. Yeah, but in fact, she was sealing the other deal the that other she deal. was the trying to deal. seal. The sneak deal. Thank she you. Sneak deal. She's yeah. sneaking. And she's so smart. She should have she's never been put best. in that position. She's the smartest member oh, of the crew. Oh, but the part of the movie logic that bothered Beth the most that I really enjoyed how much it bothered oh. you in a delightful way <laughs> was when yeah. Ben Kingsley's character, who's like this super genius and really into computers, um, intercepts yep. Liz and yeah. you think she's caught. Yep. But she talks her way out of it. And as she's leaving, she says, I'm never going to go on a computer date again. He's like, Halt. There's no way a computer would have put these two together. In ninety two? In ninety two? Come on. First of all, you have like name, name, beep. (laughs) Yeah, but but again, in ninety two, this is a movie. Right? Like in the ninety two, it's just like there's no way a hot person would ever go out with that man. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. I just want to be like, if you only knew the future of online dating. Oh yeah, that was the thing too. It's like (laughs) I mean, she didn't have an option to swipe left. Mm People are just getting zeros all over the place yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> that bit of logic was maybe a stretch, yeah. but yeah, that was the third um, "everyone's a better detective than me" moment. <laughs> I mean, maybe Ben Kingsley, like he already knew Stephen Tobolowsky's profile, and he had set certain like preferences for who he was looking for, mm. and just by eyeing Liz, he'd be like, "She does not fit the profile." Yeah, he's like, like, "I was really looking for someone different for him." Mm-hmm. Someone Liked, yeah, like, maybe that's what it was. He was just like, I know what yeah. Gre- Werner needs. Werner we, we work right next to each other. Like, I know what kind of woman is good for him. Werner yeah. designed that sweet robot dog. Yeah. And Werner's got, <laughs> probably just taught to go him back that to line. his office, Please. Werner's office is like so generic-ass yes. office fluorescent lights. <laughs> yes. And yeah. it's right next to bizarre, like, mafia museum. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, and were there pictures of the Hindenburg on the wall? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And was that some kind of like Germanic reference? I don't know. Just supposed to be sort of vaguely Nazi? They had, in the credits, there was a specific painting furnished by someone. Oh, yeah. Oh. Da Vinci's. Dick. <laughs> what? Oh, wow. I'm pretty sure it was not that. It's Vitruvian penis. Yes. Uh, something like that. I'm close. <laughs> something like sure, that. Sure. Let's just say that and yeah, move on. You're close. So close. Yeah, Da Vinci's dick pic. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, no, that's on a loan show. from the taint. Yeah. The taint. What? Oh, oh my God. Oh. Shut it down. <laughs> Before we shut it down uh, and get to our final reviews of the movie we just watched. Sneakers. Thank you. Did you have to check your notes for that? <laughs> he sure did. I saw you look down. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, uh. This movie is called. 
Uh, we like to engage with our fans. Fan engagement. Fan engagement mm-hmm. on Discord, which mm-hmm. you can have access to if you sneak your way into patreon.com slash dotrico.com yes. slash sneak. No. Nope, just, just <laughs> patreon.com slash totesrecall. slash to the fucking Patreon. And here are the Ugh. questions and comments. The reference machine The reference machine asks, how many horses does Robert Redford Oof. ride in this movie? Oh. I mean, two at all two. times. Yeah. It's implied. <laughs> that it's just, he he hops point, off before he gets in frame. At one point, frame. the horses are walking two inches at a time. Oh. <laughs> so it's, it's like slow. dressage, but two super horse, two slowed inches. down. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two horse, two inches. Yeah, makes sense. Too furious? <laughs> Uh, but in reality, a disappointing number of horses. Yes, zero horses. Yeah. On well, screen. if you consider horsepower of that van, he yeah. never dri- did. He ever drive the van? Mm, mm. No, but he doesn't technically drive the horses. That's true. I mean, geese are like the horse of the air. Come on, <laughs> he doesn't step on two geese and fly into the building. Oh, that would be amazing. awesome. Strap a goose to each foot. <laughs> that would be amazing. And you know what? Walk I forgot to get mad at that nerd. That said that to you, Beth? That what? like corrected oh, you Canada on goose? Canadian versus Canada goose? Oh, I don't even know who it was. Well, be on alert. All right. High alert. Molly High alert. Chase is mad at you, random person. Nerd. From years ago. Who I assume. cares about that thing? But more importantly, <laughs> corrected my friend Beth. Oh, it's okay. Cool Sometimes it. I'm wrong. Oh. Well, okay. <laughs> Call me. But thank you for Who's calling Call me? The you. nerd? <laughs> wow. About face. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, this is hey. why the computer did um, I, I, I just heard that uh, I. Uh, you want to talk to me about geese? <laughs> I know all the names of all the gooses. Uh, okay, Eric Ostrom asks, how plausible is this tech, tech stuff compared to the net? Ooh, mm, great question. More? I think so. Yes. Oh. But now I remember the net being actually more plausible than I thought it was. Yeah. I the the encryption thing like anytime it shows it being decoded, it's like essentially like, you know when you send a text message on an iPhone and you can do it where it's like kind of like hidden yeah. and then you like click on it and then you can see what the text says. No, yeah. I don't have fun. I don't oh, do that. Oh, sorry. I well, know, I know about that, Beth. That's what it looks like <laughs> to me. Fun people. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it's not, it, that's not realistic. That was definitely, yeah. I mean that part, but that was still like that, uh, the, in the decryption just sort of like pixel repixelating the screen still made more sense than when Sandra Bullock was like destroying the death code and it was like melting graphics on yeah. the computer screen yeah, or whatever. Sure. That's true. That the, the most outlandish thing about the graphics was, yeah, that changing color yeah. and becoming encoded. It, yeah. it didn't feel like, yeah. There was no laughing skull. No, and it never said virus. Virus. No. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, most of the stuff they used in this movie was just like audio equipment. Right? Like a lot yeah. of bugs. Yeah. All lot the sneaking stuff microphones I found very plausible. Mm-hmm. Except the decoding, which felt like magic. But that was sort of like... That's the, the point, right? It was like the ultimate code. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, he, he, uh, he cracked the impossible encryption or whatever. Yeah. So, so more, more. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. So. Fra asks, is this a movie about athletic shoes? No, no, not no. as much as I would have hoped. There yeah. is a shoe, there Phoenix are some shoe some reference. There are some shoe references. Um, yeah. That's how they know Robert, 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 um, <laughs> ask, <laughs> ask uh, River Phoenix about um, the NSA guy's shoes. Cause yeah. they come in and he says they're expensive and then he puts on his jacket. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Shoe reference. And we're pretty sure River Phoenix had sneakers while in the ducks. In the hot mm-hmm. ducks. Hot, yeah. Getting his nuts hot. <laughs> <laughs> no. Hot ducks, cool shoes. That's right. <laughs> the River Phoenix story. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, Trevor impersonator comments and asks, oh, of course, this is what all those sneaker heads online must be going on about. Of course. Mm. I've always been an old school Vans guy. Do any of you have a favorite sneaker? Well, I, as a 35 going on 40 year old dad have just transitioned into the slip on brand of shoe. Hey dude, (laughs) (laughs) which is a great shoe for where I'm at in my life. Amazing. They're literally called Hey dude. The brand is Hey dude. And they say, just say, Hey dude, it's like a canvas shoe Uh without laces. Great. Very comfortable. Very light. Yes. Hasn't fallen apart yet, but it's still pretty new. So not sure about the durability, but Mm, nice. Like new love. Hey dude. Hey dude. I don't know what new love is. Is that a shoe? No, I just mean it's new and you're not sure if it'll last, but right now it's so fun and light. Yeah. So you're horned up for those shoes. Um, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I got hot nuts for cool (laughs) shoes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Beth has cool vans. Yeah, I do. The slip-on vans are my go-to. Mm-hmm. For a while, I had some black leather perforated ones. Mm. Wow. And now I have the um, orchid-colored mm. slip-on vans. Wow. I also wear vans, but mostly because wow. it's easy to get them in my size and... Uh, I just wear them until they fall apart, and then I just order more, and it makes my life easy. I have size 15 shoes. <laughs> Absorb that as you need to. <laughs> yeah. I wish I were the kind of gal that could pull off some vans. They just don't look right on my feet. I don't know how to explain it to anyone, huh. but they just don't work for my feet. But right. I respect them, and every time I see someone else wearing some vans, I'm like, dang, that looks good. What about Chuck T's? Uh, I went through a whole phase with that, Mm -hmm. but um, as a 35 going on a 40 something. Oh, did an award just drop? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My feet are very sensitive and Mm -hmm. I have plantar fasciitis and I don't know if I ever really got over it. And so I have to have like super arch support. And so the idea of wearing Converse is just laughable to me. Right. Yeah. And I like, have inserts oh. for stuff. That's right. Because it's like just walking on a cardboard piece I mean, of cardboard. It honestly yeah. is. And I walked around on those for years. Yeah, and I wore good. like no. basically ballet flats for years. I, I put I gel thinking. insoles into them as soon as I buy them. I should yeah. make that mm-hmm. clear. Yeah. That makes sense. I'm also 35. Shout out to Olukai brand sandals. I'm listening. Great arch support in a sandal. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. That's good to know. They're also a very responsible shoemaker. Yeah. Well, why aren't they sponsoring our award-winning 60-second summer? Yeah, Dan. Get Sorry. on it. Reach out to your sandals. I'll fly out. I'll <laughs> get them on the sandal phone. Thank you. <laughs> Great. Um... Jed.com asks, if Totes Recall was a sneaker, what part of the shoe would each of you be? Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Beth is the sole? Laces. She holds it together. Which holds it together? The laces hold it on the foot, not the shoe together. Right? I mean, every every part of the shoe holds it together, right? (laughs) Stitching? You're saying Beth is the stitching of the shoe? Yeah. I guess I'm the sole because I'm getting walked all over. Oh! I feel like oh. I'm the extra support in the heels. Mm. You're the mm. heel? Yep. Oh, cool. 
<laughs> it's a wrestling term. That's what he's talking about. Oh. Oh, no. I was talking about someone who's like, what is it when you're the heel? It's not a good thing. Yeah, that's the wrestling yeah. term. Oh. Jesus. You're what like, a heel. Like Someone's the, like tricked easily, right? Like the bad no. the bad guy. Yeah. You're like the um the Washington team that plays against the Globetrotters. Mm. Yeah. Or the oh. rock until they decided he should be a good guy. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, I okay. didn't realize that he was a heel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. His whole deal was like, I'm the best and you suck. I thought it was like, I'm making dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making dinner. The main meal, the main course is your ass. Yeah. <laughs> I should write for wrestling. Yeah. Um, I'm whatever like absurd, like design work is on it because it's very loud and distracts from the more important parts. Sure. Like the, the pump up part. Yeah. Or just like the like, yeah. Or like the like really absurd coloring to make it like themed about a certain thing. Right. Where it's like, Oh, it's, I don't know. Sometimes I choose shoes that are like, Oh, it's the, it's the new, like based on whatever's popular in pop culture shoe. And it's just like, well, it's just like, it's just a couple of colors that you decided were associated with. How dare you? I once won on the radio a pair of Depeche Mode okay, high I'm tops, yes. which were in fact regular black Converse high tops mm-hmm. with a patch, yes. a DM yes. patch yes. that yes. a child could have ironed on. Yes. And I held onto them for years, never wearing them. And then at a certain point in my life, I thought, it's just a patch. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you never wore them? I don't think so. I think I just gave them away. To who? I don't know. No, I think I literally just took them to Goodwill. Oh. Somebody's walking around some, with some cool shoes. Mm-hmm. Somebody was like, oh, these are cool Doc Martens. Try walking in my shoes. Because DM. Do you th- yeah. That's Thank a Depeche Mode song. You're welcome. People who didn't get that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's a good pull. Thank you. It's 3 a.m. Nope. Not, what? not time for that yet. Matchbox <laughs> <laughs> 20. <laughs> the Depeche Mode. Of I it. must have shoes on. <laughs> What? Matchbox 20. I thought we were singing it. No. That's 3 a.m. JBN Mipples asks Viewing sneakers in the year 2022, how boomer do the protagonists feel? Oh, interesting. I mean, you kind of touched on this earlier. With the whole hippie betrayal. Wow, it's 40 years. No, 30 years old. 30 years old. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 92 to today. Yeah. Yeah. 30 years old. Almost exactly. 30 year anniversary of uh, sneakers. Mm. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Yeah. Not as boomer as you'd think. Yeah. I guess. But kind of totally boomer. Yeah. Like their, their concerns are boomer for sure. Mm -hmm. Getting their criminal record expunged. Yeah. And and like um, going to Europe with their wives. Yep. Mm -hmm. Uh, Getting things encrypted. They want it. They don't want to Winnebago. Winnebago. Mm-hmm. They don't want to be responsible for taxes. Yeah. 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 Um, teens. Yeah. You're yelling about teens all the time. Are they? Mm-hmm. Yep. Complaining about um, millennials mm-hmm. and how they never want to work. Avocado toast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if they just save some money, then this they is, just stop buying this coffee. Is in the morning. movie sneakers? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's all in there. There was like oh. a whole part where they were like, Ugh. stop Ugh. quiet quitting. Yeah. yeah, there's a whole part where they're just like comparing their 401ks oh, right. and yeah. like and talking Sydney. about the most ideal time to retire to their beach home. Yeah, I forgot about the part where Sydney Pache is like, motherfuckers don't want to work anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> he smashes some teens in the face. Um, yeah. But really, the real answer is that they are everything the boomers pretend that they th- were in that they like actually walk the walk at the end and steal money from the Republicans and give it away to more useful organizations. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, maybe they need to expand their knowledge of mutual aid programs and mm-hmm. not just give it to the big boys. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Some pretty, there's some very boomer nonprofits selected. Indeed. Except for the NAACP. I would say that's not. They didn't give it to the NAACP. Well, they no. give, they give it to, give it to some kind college of college fund. Which is cool. Good for okay. them. Uh, but also, if any of you are sneakers out there mm. and you are of any generation, please, please feel free to steal all the money from the RNC. Yeah. Mm. And like, give it to oh, God, so our cool. podcast. Oh, and yeah, give it to our podcast. That's great. <laughs> Untraceable. We will encrypt it. Yes. <laughs> we'll encrypt our money. We will use it for good. Yeah. Yeah. This podcast. This podcast. Just, just cryptify it. And send it our way. Yeah. But get, not crypto. No. no. We do not want crypto. No, 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 We want no, 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 no. hard cash. Hards and cash, but virtual. Virtual hard cash. <laughs> yeah. Untraceable. Send us an oh, untraceable yeah, hard drive like full American. of cash. You know yeah. what? I guess I'm a patron. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. That is true. Patron, you want it through a third hook up party. your answering machine. That's right. With a special box inside that sends money. And just send money that way. And then we'll redistribute it. Yeah. You know what? Okay, tell you what. Just send it to Mackenzie Scott. No. Scott. She's not giving us any money. No, she has <laughs> She's plenty too of busy money. out there giving it to Planned Parenthood of Minnesota and the Dakotas and other causes, worthy causes, but that are not us, but yeah. they're near <laughs> us. That's the that's most a, insulting that's portion. That's true. That's that She comes She's to so Minnesota. Close. She's so close. And gives money to not us. What, we to Habitat for Humanity? shit all over <laughs> your dumb ex-husband. Yes. <laughs> Constantly. It's not even that much money. It's just a million dollars a month. That's nothing for you. <laughs> yes. You won't even miss it. You won't. No. Mackenzie. <laughs> Come on. I don't Come understand on. how this isn't persuasive. <laughs> you want me to talk about his weird head? I'll talk about his weird head. Yeah. You want, He's me, got a weird about, ass head. You want me to talk about his <laughs> shitty, ridiculous uh, space program? Oh, and the how space he program. acts like that's the only possible thing he could do with his money? Yeah. What I'll about, talk about that, that dumb cowboy hat that he wore? Oh. He looks like a friggin' dummy. <laughs> so stupid. I just read an article from William Shatner about how he hated going up in space. <laughs> so suck on that, Bezos. Yeah, he hated it. Yeah. Yeah. That's Captain Kirk. Motherfucker. And I would have thought he'd be all about it because I think he's a wacko now, but I was like <laughs> <laughs> moved by it. Well, his sadness. Apparently it takes so much money and so much resources to keep people alive in space. <laughs> Breaking news. <laughs> yeah. Like, that could be going to podcasts. Yes. Minneapolis, Minnesota. <laughs> Local reference. Mackenzie, give us some money. Yeah, we're staying alive. Yeah. yeah. Through money. <laughs> if you want this podcast to survive under capitalism, you need to give us $1 million a month. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, at least. At least a million dollars a month. Yeah. This It requires... A lot of money. Can you imagine Mackenzie Scott just showing up in Discord? Oh, oh my I'd god, love it. I'd I love would it lose so much. my mind. I'd send her away that automated, semi-automated wave emoji. Sure, 
I'll send two. Yeah. She can ask Q's and C's. Then. Absolutely. She can ask Q's and C's. Oh, all your Q's and C's can be about how dumb Bezos is. Please. Yeah. Oh or not, gosh. if you want to talk about something else. Yeah, you, you might want, be tired of we're it. We're taking what? the reins on this one. You just sit back yeah. and listen you to You sit back, enjoy the movie. on how dumb he looks. Yeah, and how <laughs> just stupid he sounds when he talks. Yeah. Not like us. No. No, no we sound great. We sound great, <laughs> and we, we don't could kill sound people to ship, like... Yeah, garbage. Garbage to people. In boxes that are way too big. Come on. Have you seen these boxes? <laughs> I order one friggin' pack of ketchup and it comes in a box. You can wait, keep wait, a raccoon like one in of those little, One of those little packets? Yeah. Just yeah, one? Just one, yeah. Why are we doing stand-up? <laughs> Why are you ordering just one online? You Have put you it, seen this? Put it on a fake hot dog. Just go to your local fast food joint and take a packet. Yeah, I'm not going inside. It's a pandemic <laughs> on. <laughs> Have you seen this? Do you know about anyway, this? Anyway, what were we talking about? Sneakers. Uh, sneakers. Sneakers. The movie. Sneakers. Okay. Now that we've done that part, we yeah. can do the part with our ratings. <laughs> <laughs> wow, 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 wow. Uh, these, is it Chase Midnight? It is. Yeah. No, it's almost real it's Midnight. It's Midnight. Goddamn. Yeah. It's almost real person Midnight. Um, Our rating scale, as we all remember, is Gotcha Sneakers Kyushu Edition. And Kyushu mm-hmm. refers to the character Q from the James Bond franchise. Yes. All right. <clears throat> so does this have like a little patch on it that says Kyushu? Oh, yeah. Nice. But it's also like basically like the um, Swiss Army Knife of spy craft. Mm-hmm. In a shoe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does it have um, one of those uh, road sound recreation machines? Yes. Nice. Yep. Yep. And then for awesome. Synergy, it was released originally on the island of Kyushu in Japan. <laughs> That's right. Right. I forgot about right. that. Yes. Cool. Limited edition. Yes. So that's it. Dan. Yeah. You uh, wagered four pairs of shoes. I did. Um, you didn't remember much, but you were excited for rubber, 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 rubber. I was excited. I heard this cast was stacked. It did not disappoint on that front. Stack cast. Ooh, cast was stacked. It is not the movie that I was thinking of. That is another movie <laughs> title of which I will find out and mention on the Discord. Okay. Pretty sure Emilio Estevez is in it. Pretty sure there was more than one. Beth, do not look it up right now. <laughs> I have hot shots? No. Oh, I will find Sheen. out for myself. Beth, let me go on my own journey. <laughs> I need this. I'm not looking. She's showing me her phone. And I'm not looking. It's just a photo of Emilio Estevez. Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah, you can't look away, can you? No. Those eyes. <laughs> My God. Anyway, uh, I thought this movie ruled. I thought it was super cool and not, uh, I don't know. It was a cool movie from 92. Stackcast. City Poitier is a badass. Mm-hmm. Everything's great. Five shoes. Wow. Five shoes. I thought it was a Cracker Jack script. Uh, Sidney Poitier's motherfuckers mess with me. I'll splice your head open line. <laughs> Just really put me over the top because yeah. that was so unexpected. High and kicks from your the seat. Best. Yeah, I did do some high kicks from my seat. That was incredible. Five shoes, uh, a real key, cutie shoe. Cute. I don't know. I lost You're it. Quit. We had. A, I'm gonna oh. quit the podcast because <laughs> I failed and I'm ashamed of myself. Wow. Anyway, five shoes. I loved it. Loved it. Rock and roll. 
Beth K. Gibbs, you yeah. gave it four. You knew nothing about it, but it sounded good. Yeah. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I was entertained by it. I There were some things that I wasn't a fan of, like people being better detectives than me. <laughs> and... Um, and yeah, I did. I feel I felt like there was some tone shifts that I wasn't I didn't love too much. So I'm going to stick with four. I thought it was pretty good. Great. I gave it five. I think it would be cool. And that I was cool for liking it. <laughs> Those are all still true. It was too long, though. <laughs> About two thirds of the way through. I just kept thinking, this is a really long movie. Huh? <laughs> they didn't just sneak this much. So um, I'm going to go down to four and a half. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Lost one of your cue shoes. Oh, just oh. for the length of the film. <laughs> yeah. You got to remember, this is a guy who's just oh, no, swimming in hey dudes right now. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get to bed. <laughs> time to tie shoes. I got to watch more sneaking when I can just be lying down. Yeah. <laughs> Molly, you gave it four and a half or four. You gave it four and then one gold. Gold dipped commemorative right. shoe. Sure, the sure. most limited edition. Uh, mm-hmm. You only remembered one scene, and it was the <laughs> Russian being shot. Correct? Well, no, I oh, remember no. that one as it went. Oh, okay. Uh, no, the the scene I remembered was the one where the um, <clears throat> whistler says, "I can tell you exactly where the box is oh. because you're not listening," and they weren't. Oh. I just remembered Mm -hmm. from earlier that I remembered having seen Whistler drive the van before. And I also vaguely remembered them pissing off James Earl Jones. So I think what that means is that I have seen the end of this movie (laughs) probably on TV. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Seems like a movie that would be on TV. Yeah, it sure does. I apologize, Molly. Please continue. And I think as I was watching it, I remember that I did watch it once again at some point in the 30 years since it was released because... Found myself weirdly bored by part of it because I started to remember more and more of the movie and I knew it was going to happen. So that was kind of a bummer. But then I just read a lot about River Phoenix. So in the end, I'm going to say four and a half. Great. Sticking with it. Yep. Sticking with it. Uh, But I really had a great time. You know what? Five because of that sweater. Wow. That sweater was so good. Yeah. Well, Sidney Poitier and... Was better than the sweater, obviously. But like you, when you it's add really the sweater, phenomenal. but the sweater is just like the one little thing that just tips it yeah. above four and a half into the five territory. Like imagine, okay, imagine if a sweater were like a Guggenheim designed mm-hmm. building. Yep. And it was you know made of like really thick cable knit. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Incredible sweater. It was structurally exquisite. And McDonald carried that thing. Oh, she did. Like she was born in it. Yeah. It's probably real heavy, right? Probably. I mean, it's pretty chunky knit. It was very chunky knit. It was an expensive sweater. Robert Redford had to roll his eyes a thousand times. Mm -hmm. Mary McDonald probably had to practice how to walk in that sweater without falling over. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they all crushed it. They did. They all crushed. Even, I know I gave Dan Aykroyd a hard time but being overly comedic and Uh Scooby-Doo-ish. I don't take that back, but... I think it was a spice that he added. That is yeah. distinctly him. So it's fine. Yeah. Or should I say, true. True. <laughs> uh, true. It's true. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> like, uh, the fact that one of the tensest moments in this movie is when a scribble on a piece of paper gets larger. Yeah. That is what I loved about this movie. Mm-hmm. That's true. 
Amazing. Well, it was adapted from a one act play. Oh, of course. Yeah. I forgot. <laughs> filled in a lot. Yeah. Of like they're just like, why are they on the roof? And the playwright's like, I don't know. Who cares? And then they were like, get out. We're hiring another screenwriter. Yeah. <laughs> Give me Branford. Give me Branford. Give me some hot jazz. Mm-hmm. And some cool Sidney Poitier. Yeah. Ooh, so cool. So God, he's cool. cool. God. Yeah. Just like you think you'd want to have dinner, but you know you just feel extra dumb. Uh, I feel like he's a He'd sweetie. be so gracious. You think he's a sweetie? Yeah. He'd be so gracious you'd feel all right. Yeah. Wow. Uh, tweeters. If you ever had dinner with Cindy Poitier, please <laughs> yeah. tell us if he was a sweetie or not. Yeah. And did you feel like awkward? Or? Yeah. For, or did he make you feel like you were worthy mm. of dinner with mm-hmm. such a... There's yeah. like a whole movie about this. Yeah. What? Guess who's coming to dinner? <laughs> Who is it? It's, it's him. It's Cindy Poitier. What? He's the one coming to dinner. Oh, no. They must all feel so awkward about it. They do. They do. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately. Everybody feels like that. Unfortunately, they do. <laughs> Ooh. Another San Francisco film. Is it? Mm. Yep. Great. He crushes in that. Yeah. Should we watch that? Get off my back, Jack. Ooh, oh, wow. Is it, is it too much of a bummer to watch for this show? Uh, it's kind of a bummer. It's a little bit of a bummer. Yeah. Right. It's, it's really good, though. It's, uh, is it an affy? Yes. It's uh, I think it got kicked off. It <sighs> was. It was an affy. Yes. I, yeah. It was. Yeah. If you haven't seen it yet, then I think it, it was on the original list. Yeah. I mean, I'm not that far into the list. I think it's on the it's like it's on the first list, but not the second. Yeah, you're telling me they kicked off the Ku Klux Klan movie and the it's weird that a black guy's coming to dinner movie. Yeah, yes, <laughs> they kept uh, hot train, hot train races. Hell yeah, they did in the heat of the night. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Also, rules. There's another scene in that. Well, I, I liked uh, Guess Who's Coming this. to Dinner better. Oh. His performance was more compelling than that. Does he slap a white dude in that one? Uh, Nobody yells at his dad. Okay. Is the podcast still going? I think (laughs) so. I mean, my headphones just freaked out, so I'm having a hard time. Oh, no. Oh, did I ever put mine on? (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Nope. All right, we got to start over. 12, oh, (laughs) six. 12, oh, six. We did it. We did it. Good night. Bye. Thank you. It's 3 a.m. It's three of them in Sydney Party. Wow. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. It's Rob Thomas, Matchbox 23 a.m. Sure it is. <laughs> All right, podcast over. Totes Recall is hosted by Molly Chase, Beth Gibbs, Dan Dequette, and Dan Linden. Produced by Beth Gibbs. New episodes of Totes Recall drop on the 15th of every month. For more information and bonus content, visit us at totesrecall.com. Thank you so much for listening.